Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. After Route 29 Washington Boulevard with the left lane getting by, and we're still checking on the two work zones on the southbound side of I-95 before the Dale City exit blocking the left lane and before Quantico with the left lane getting by. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. I pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Your forecast for a Wednesday morning from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Isolated showers to start your day and don't be surprised if you do see a few snowflakes mixing in. Melting though, so no impacts to area roads. Just a few snowflakes mixing in, giving us a little flavor of winter. Temperatures in the 30s here early this morning will top out in the mid-40s, turning partly sunny. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Extra caution along the 95 corridor in Virginia. That's where we see the heaviest precipitation on the radar, 42 at the wharf, 41 in Oxon Hill. It is 38 in Friendship Heights at 359. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning, I'm Ian Crawford. Coming up. An FBI agent detailing the moment. She says two men carjacked her at gunpoint. I'm Cheyenne Corrin. More details emerging about that deadly explosion at a house in Arlington on Monday night. The man at the center of the Arlington explosion had a history of filing complaints with the FBI. I'm Nick Ainelli. Maryland announces the first corridors targeted in its pedestrian safety action plan. In Hyattsville, I'm John Dome. And thanks for bringing us along Wednesday morning at 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz. Police in Texas say a man shot and killed two people in San Antonio and then two people in Austin. They say he also wounded an Austin school officer, an Austin police officer, and a cyclist. Interim Police Chief Robin Henderson. The Austin Police Department is investigating a series of violent incidents that began this morning and extended into the evening. Based on information obtained over the course of these investigations, we strongly believe one suspect is responsible for all of the incidents. The suspect is in custody. American intelligence officials are worried that terrorists may attack targets in the U.S. in retaliation for America's support of Israel in its war against Hamas. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified before a Senate committee. If you just look post-October 7th, and, and I thought the threat was elevated before October 7th. But post-October 7th, you've seen a, a veritable rogues gallery of foreign terrorist organizations calling for attacks against us. Israeli forces have entered southern Gaza's largest city in a continuation of their hunt for Hamas leaders. CBS's Chris Livesey is monitoring from Jerusalem. Israeli forces say they are now in the heart of Khan Yunis, a city they believe to host many Hamas leaders as well as hundreds of thousands of Palestinians now left with vanishing options for safety. Rushed to the hospital, these sisters breathe fresh air for the first time after being plucked from beneath the rubble after four days. I want my mom, says Lana Abu Safi. Younger voters could help determine the next president, but CBS News correspondent Matt Piper says it appears they're less likely to actually vote. The Harvard poll finds that 49% of Americans under 30 say they're likely to vote. That's down from 57% from the last election. 
But polling director John Delavope says this drop in youth enthusiasm does not seem to hurt President Biden in a two-way race with Donald Trump. Among all young people or registered voters or even the more likely voters, he has solid double-digit leads. Thousands of professors have been walking out of their lecture halls this week in rolling protests at California State University campuses. KCBS radio reporter Matt Bigler says it's part of a campaign for higher salaries for all faculty. Political science professor James Martell says between the high cost of living and rising inflation, many of his colleagues can barely make ends meet. One of our demands is to raise the minimum salary of a lecturer up by $10,000 because it's literally unaffordable. And a lot of them, I think, are homeless, actually. The rolling one-day strike will likely shut down four CSU campuses this week. The professors want a 12% raise. The Cal State system has offered 5%. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 403, Wednesday morning, December 6, 2023. 38 degrees showers and those odd snowflakes ending. High is going to be in the mid-40s. Good morning, Jaime and Crawford. Top local story we're following for you at this hour. One of the people that police say was involved in the carjacking of an FBI agent in Northeast D.C. last week has been arrested. Details from WTOP Cheyenne Corinne. 17-year-old Devontae Lynch is being charged as an adult for carjacking an FBI agent on November 29th in the 100 block of 12th Street Northeast. According to court documents, the woman FBI agent was approached from behind, knocked to the ground, and then became disoriented. The victim then says while laying on her back, a gun was pointed at her and her keys and phone were taken. She also says her lip was cut during a brief struggle for her items. The suspect's car was found only 15 minutes later nearby through an anonymous tip and witness at Lynch's school. Police were able to identify Lynch and arrest him in his home on Monday. The search for the second suspect continues. Cheyenne Curran, WTOP News. It's 404 now to Arlington County and the latest on that house explosion at the heart of the Bluemont neighborhood on Monday night. Arlington police are identifying the man inside the house as 56-year-old James Yu. They say he was the only one inside the duplex when it exploded. Police were called to the house along North Burlington Street around 445 Monday afternoon for the report of gunshots. On-scene investigation revealed that a male suspect discharged a flare-type gun from the residence more than 30 times. Officers attempted to engage with the suspect without success. A search warrant was ultimately obtained to allow our officers to secure any weapons to ensure there would be no ongoing threat to the community. That's Arlington County Police Chief Andy Penn. Officers eventually ended up breaking down the front door after a four-hour standoff and deploying what police called non-flammable chemical munitions to try and coax you out of his hiding spot. The house blew up around 8.30, shattering home and car windows and leaving several Arlington County police officers with minor injuries. What led to the explosion? Still under investigation. Meanwhile, Arlington County police say they are looking into several concerning posts made by James Yu, and we're learning that Yu was no stranger to federal authorities. WTOP's Nick Ionelli with more on those stories. James Yu, the man who lived at the house that exploded, had contacted the FBI several times through phone calls, online tips, and letters, claiming that he was the victim of fraud. 
You was an unusual person who had a history of posting paranoid rants on social media. Arlington County Police say they don't know much about him, only that neighbors had complained a couple of times about too much noise coming from his house. Melissa Hernandez lives nearby. She says the house always had the windows covered with paper. It was a house that was known to be a strange place. Yeah, it was, especially for this neighborhood where there's a lot of character and a lot of neighbor interaction and friendliness, and no one ever saw anyone from that house. Oh, you actually never saw him ever? Nope, I've never seen him. I would see the car there most times, but um, nothing, nothing ever in or out of the house. In Arlington, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. It's 406. Fatal crashes and pedestrian fatalities are on the rise this year in Maryland. Yesterday, state department leaders, state transportation department leaders, announced where some much-needed improvements will start as its pedestrian safety action plan takes shape. We could see more than 600 roadway fatalities by the end of this year. That's a number that we haven't seen since 2007. Joe McAndrew is MDOT's Assistant Secretary for Planning and Project Development, and he notes fatal pedestrian crashes this year have already surpassed last year's total. It's imperative that we put the action in the pedestrian safety action plan. There are 23 corridors around the state slated for improvements under this action plan, including a stretch of east-west highway in Hyattsville in New Hampshire Avenue from the Beltway into Langley Park. The improvements will vary by need, but could include reduced speed limits, narrower lanes, restrictions on where you can turn, and other options. The first to be completed should be along New Hampshire Avenue. In Hyattsville, John Dome in WTOP News. A Silver Spring man is under arrest for his role in a string of apartment burglaries. 41-year-old Tremaine McDowell was arrested and charged after officers responded to his home for a domestic-related assault and spotted piles of electronics in his living room. Montgomery County police detectives had been investigating a series of burglaries at the Lennox Park, the Viridian, and the Arrive apartment complexes that took place between July and November. McDowell was one of the detectives' suspects. Police got a search warrant for his apartment, found apartment fob keys and three loaded magazine, three loaded gun magazines, I should say. McDowell currently being held without bond. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, fewer job opportunities weighing down the markets on on Tuesday. 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Rick McClure in the traffic center. We're still checking with authorities on the outcome on the crash on the BW Parkway. The southbound ramp to eastbound Route 175 had one off the roadway and most likely it was on the right side. Police were trying to haul it away with tow trucks from the right side, and we were wondering if they were successful in doing that. So we'll find out and uh, let you know in our next report, hopefully. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge, we're closing the eastbound span, causing two-way traffic along the westbound side for a little while longer. Through Hanover, long-standing work zone along the eastbound side of Route 100 at Coca-Cola Drive still blocks the left lane. Watch for utility work affecting the eastbound lane of River Road through Potomac, just east of Falls Road. At last check, crews were redirecting traffic around it. The westbound lanes uh, remain open and unaffected. And I-270, 95, doing real, real well and uh, a good ride so far through parts of Montgomery and, PG, and Prince George's counties on the Virginia side as well around the Capitol Beltway. Good ride. Sent over to Virginia. 66 with the work zone set up east inside the Beltway after Route 29, Washington Boulevard. At last check, the left lane was getting by still. I-95, we're double-checking the work zone set up along the southbound side before the Dale City exit, uh, blocking the left lane, and before Quantico with the left lane getting by. 
And through the district, nothing happened and no issues reported on the freeway. Still quiet on the 295s in the D.C. side of the Suitland Parkway. Remember that works on northeast along both sides of New York Avenue near Florida Avenue. Two left lanes getting by. Want to test drive an electric car? Plug in to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Your forecast for a Wednesday morning from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Early morning dampness in the form of not just rain showers, but a few wet snowflakes that may be mixing in well north and west of D.C. Temperatures this morning in the 30s. We'll top out later today in the mid-40s as this event wraps up around 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Skies will start clearing. We'll get some sunshine in here and it's not going to be a bad afternoon. Thursday you've got mostly sunny to partly sunny skies also up into the mid-40s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 40 in Roslyn, 39 in Laurel, 39 downtown at Farragut Square brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers and fences six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Larry Kosky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Another nervous day could be on tap for Wall Street amid signs that the job market is cooling. The government yesterday said the number of advertised jobs fell in October to the lowest level since March 2021. ADP will have its monthly reading on private sector employment later today as part of the buildup to the Labor Department's November jobs report due Friday. The market is coming off a mostly lower session with only the Nasdaq closing modestly higher. GM is putting an end to the pandemic era flexible work policy called Work Appropriately. Starting early next month, the automaker is requiring workers to return to the office on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. With sales of its razors in a slump, Gillette is turning to head shaving for a boost. The company is testing a $45 head shaving kit under the Baldly brand. It is available in limited quantities and only online. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. It was a pretty good day for Asia-Pacific markets, and now American markets trying to follow suit. Dow futures ahead 31, S&P futures ahead 10 and a quarter. Just ahead, a look inside the chaotic response to a deadly Texas school shooting from last year. 412. Here's Jim Blankenhorn, Senior Vice President, Environment and Security at Amentum, in the new series Top Voices, creating a safer, smarter, cleaner world. Sponsored by Amentum. In the United States, then, when we look at our energy infrastructure, about 90% of our greenhouse gas emissions come from energy production and the consumer usage. About 75% of CO2 emissions come from those same uh, sources. To hear more of this interview, visit federalnewsnetwork.com, search Amentum. At Amentum, we solve the world's most complex challenges. When the U.S. military accelerates hypersonics technology. When our nation safely remediates and cleans up nuclear waste. When the DOD modernizes digital systems. When smart and scalable clean energy is essential. When unmanned systems require enhanced capabilities. Amentum is there. Creating better outcomes for a safer, smarter, cleaner world. Amentum. Solving what's next. Learn more at Amentum.com. It's 413. Dominion Jewelers creates custom jewelry that pleases for every occasion. Because I wanted to get her something unique and original for the holidays this year. Because the birth of our first child only happens once in a lifetime. Because celebrating 20 years is something special. Just because I love her. 
worry, there's still time before the holidays to create your one-of-a-kind gift. Handcrafted, custom-made jewelry. Dominion Jewelers in the heart of Falls Church. By appointment only. Hi, I'm Dr. Ainsley McLean, a radiologist at Kaiser Permanente. As physicians, we know diagnosing cancer early helps our patients live longer, fuller lives. We also know waiting for test results is stressful. That's why we make getting mammograms and your results quick and convenient. At Kaiser Permanente, most patients receive mammogram results in less than 30 minutes. And with more than 30 medical centers across the region, we are national leaders in breast cancer screening and breast cancer survival. Learn more at kp.org slash doctor. In the moments ahead this Wednesday morning on WTOP. The Smith Center hosts an overtime thriller between local schools and how the Nationals won the MLB draft lottery but won't pick first overall. Sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Kelly Clarkson, and as the daughter of a school teacher, I know just how important education is. No matter how old you are or your situation, continuing to learn will enrich your life and help remove barriers you didn't even know were there. So much opportunity, y'all. Whether it's a foreign language, history, or a different way to look at things, take some time each day to learn something new. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 415, glad we could get together. I'm Ian Crawford. It's been a little more than 18 months since the deadly shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. 19 children and two of their teachers died in one of the worst school massacres in American history. The police response that May afternoon was filled with chaos. We still don't know the findings of a Texas state reported to what took officers so long to take the gunman down. Frontline, along with ProPublica and the Texas Tribune, have produced a new documentary based on a large volume of information ranging from interviews with officers to 911 calls. Loemi Creel is a reporter for ProPublica and Texas Tribune's investigative unit. She talks more about the officers' reaction on that day. We did try to talk to the officers that were there. They did not respond, but we did have, as you said, access to an incredible amount of investigative material that was shared with us through a confidential source. So that includes going through interviews that the officers themselves gave to investigators after the shooting, more than 150 interviews that we went through, as well as obviously speaking to children, teachers and families. What jumps out is just really this incredible contrast between the children, both in their interviews with investigators and with us, told us that they followed what they had been taught, which is basically, you know, if you can't run, hide and stay quiet. And that's what they did versus the officers who were taught to essentially stop the killing, stop the dying. If you know someone is hurt, go inside as soon as possible, did not, for the most part, follow their training. And in fact, because everything was so silent in that wing, because the children were following their training, they actually thought there was no one in there for quite a significant amount of time. Why hasn't and what have you learned about why the state hasn't released its investigation yet? So we are part of a coalition of news organizations that have actually sued the state to get just basic information, 911 calls, things that are typically released for these types of incidents. And they have denied us because they have cited in part an ongoing criminal probe by the Uvalde district attorney. So this information that we are releasing now is really the fullest account that anyone has had of what happened that day in the absence of the state continuing to deny that information to the public or even release any of their findings. Reporter Loewe 
Loemi Criel. It's with ProPublica and the Texas Tribune, the frontline documentary Inside the Uvalde Response, now available on pbs.org slash frontline and on the PBS app. Now the top stories we're working on this morning at WTOP. The man who died in that home explosion in Arlington, identified by police. He had some interactions with the FBI. Congress grills a handful of university presidents on their efforts to counter anti-Semitism on campus amid the Israel-Hamas war. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Rick McClure in the traffic center. Good drive so far around the Capitol Beltway, moving without issue through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. And on the Virginia side, 270 to and from Frederick, your golden. 95, good, through Prince George's and Howard counties. Uh, BW Parkway had a crash along the southbound ramp to eastbound Route 175. The cleanup is underway. Uh, with one off the roadway, it was affecting the right side of the ramp. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge with work closing the eastbound span, causing two-way traffic along the westbound side. We're going to check on that in our next report. Hopefully, it'll reopen the eastbound side through Hanover with a long-standing work zone along the eastbound side of Route 100 at Coca-Cola Drive. At last check, was blocking the left lane. Have emergency utility work affecting the eastbound lane of River Road through Potomac. That eastbound side is shut down for the time being, just east of Falls Road. At last check. Crews were redirecting traffic around it. The westbound lane remains unaffected. Virginia, 66 with the work zone east inside the Beltway after Route 29, Washington Boulevard, now cleared from the right side. 395 looking good. I-95, we believe the rain has cleared the two work zones along the southbound side before the Dale City exit and before Quantico. James, the OSINT agency, improving global security through trusted intelligence, giving you the most assured defense data for your organization. Find out more at james.com. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. The forecast, 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. A little wet here early this morning. We still have some isolated to scattered rain showers around the area. And from time to time, you may even notice a few snowflakes mixing in with no impacts to area roads. There could be some high elevation accumulation well west of I-81. Otherwise, we're just dealing with cold morning here in the 30s and, again, damp. We'll see this event uh, end by 8 o'clock this morning and skies will start clearing as we turn partly sunny. Temperatures will push into the mid-40s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Potomac, 39 degrees, 38 in Tyson's, 42 downtown at Lanfon Plaza. And coming up on WTOP, another hat flies into the ring to be Virginia's next governor. It's 420. Hi, this is Doug Williams, Super Bowl 22 MVP. Throughout my career, I've had my share of pain, but no one needs to live that life in pain. The Good Feet Store personally fit art support for your feet that are engineered to relieve foot, knee, and back pain. When I found the Good Feet Store, I found the support I needed for my feet. Good Feet Art Support helped relieve my foot and back pain and let me get back to living the life I love. I don't go a day without my Good Feet Art Support. Stop by your nearest Good Feet Store today for a free personalized fitting. Don't take my word for it. See the difference Good Feet Art Support can make for you. Go to goodfeet.com to find the store nearest you and book your appointment or stop in today. Tell them Doug sent you. The Good Feet Store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or stop by the store nearest you. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you at the Good Feet Store. Wednesday morning on WTOP at 421. 
You recognize our jingle. It is Cabinet Discatters and now celebrating our 40th anniversary. That's right. 40 years ago, we started a small family business, building a reputation around excellent customer service, quality products at a great price. And now to celebrate 40 years, we're offering incredible discounts till the end of the year. To learn more, call or go to CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet Discounters, great quality, great price. When traffic takes a turn for the worse, you'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. It's 422. Campaign 2025 on WTOP. Richmond's mayor announced he's running for governor of Virginia almost two days ago. And he's already getting a ton of endorsements. Lamar Stoney getting banking from 10 current and former members of the state's General Assembly. They include Senate President Pro Tem Luis Lucas, who's about to become chair of the powerful Senate Budget Committee. Also getting support from Senator Mamie Locke, chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger has already announced that she is running for the Democratic nomination for governor in 25. Republican incumbent Glenn Youngkin can't run for re-election. He's banned by state law. A long-awaited extension of the Rhode Island Avenue trolley trail in Hyattsville is finally complete. The new 10-foot-wide, half-mile paved path stretches from Farragut Street south to Armand Trout Drive. Joe McAndrew, MDOT Assistant Secretary for Transportation, says the path will also improve safety and accessibility. It's a critical connection uh, connecting the town of Hyattsville, College Park, uh, to many trail connections that will take you into the District of Columbia and throughout the state of Maryland. Hyattsville Mayor Robert Crossan says the trail's already popular, but the expansion will allow even more people to use it. We have businesses that um, are served by the trail so people can ride their bikes they can walk to the businesses it's great cheyenne coran wtlp news how much does it cost to rename a school lee burden with fairfax county public schools toward the school board this week that it's usually around three hundred thousand dollars but she says renaming wt woodson high school could cost less Point one million is proposed as a placeholder to be allocated for costs of renaming the Woodson High School. And yes, she said point one million or one hundred thousand dollars. That's because a lot of things already say Woodson and wouldn't have to be replaced. The county is considering paying for the change using money from grants and excess sales tax revenue. The school board voted to change the name to Carter G. Woodson High School last month after it was revealed that the school's former namesake was a segregationist. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Rob Woodfork. The best game of the local college basketball slate was in Foggy Bottom, where Navy was a double-digit underdog at George Washington, but he raced a 12-point deficit to force overtime, and it was the Revs who finished the job. Bishop will drive. Oh, the Byron Kerr with a call on Monumental Network. GW a 79-77 winner to stay undefeated at home and keep the midshipmen winless on the road. In addition to James Bishop's late heroics you heard, Garrett Johnson had a team-high 18 points and 11 rebounds, and Baba Tunde Akingbala set a school record with 11 blocks.